Always the first thing is messing with the microphone. Uh. Hello, nerds. Oh, we're alive, but I don't have all of my stuff to check open. Oh, no. Uh, that's the one. That's the other one. There we go. Hey, there we are. All right, so... It is another Friday stream. Uh, my apologies for starting late. I had to adult for a moment. Um, yeah, no housekeeping really to speak of. Um, it's been a week, man. <laughs> uh, it's still working on getting the... Um, sorry, lots of ums in, in the open today. Still working on getting into the new swing with this new schedule as far as shows go. The If you are listening in post and you are on one of the uh, outlets, the, the, the syndicated outlets, then you are going to be hearing a new series. Uh, if you watch on the main YouTube, or if you're watching me currently, then you have already seen it uh that just happened is what it's called it is the companion show to the news the the pre-recorded news show um where it's basically just a conversation about the things that i have interacted with in any of the topics that we cover in the regular show throughout the course of the last week so if i if i watched a movie if i'm catching up on a show like right now i'm i'm almost all, all the way through the walking dead i'm 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 about four or five episodes into the final season finally had uh had to play a lot of catch up with about a season and a half of that show but so we're talking about that we're talking about uh, we'll probably be talking about winnie the pooh blood and honey next week uh the next episode for that should be going up in the next two days roughly and yeah so i i should be able to get the audio version of that up onto the audio outlets if you are listening to this in audio then that's headed your way as well otherwise i think we are pretty regular for a while um, there might be some shorter episodes coming because I do have some things as far as my, uh, back and stuff, uh, is, is concerned. I will have, I have appointments on, on my research days and my, uh, filming and editing days. So that could cause some bumps in the road, but no official like planned outages, uh, for the near future. All of that being said, let's jump into the news for the day. And I think we're going to... No, we're not going to jump right into the headline that uh, we have for the show because that... Oh, hey, let's probably push the button, shall we? Where are you? Where are you? Reading. There we go. Hey! All right. So, yeah, uh, we're not starting with the Batman thing. We're going to start... Oh, hey, we have a, a Rise of the Beasts Super Bowl trailer. 
So those of you who are not watching the Super Bowl, if you are watching me right now instead of The Last of Us, then I very much appreciate that. If you haven't watched Episode 5 yet of The Last of Us, I have not yet watched Episode 5 of The Last of Us. I've been at the day job all day, and then I had to go, like I said, do adult things like groceries. Um, so yeah, the Super Bowl is this Sunday, and there it seems there is going to be a whole lot of trailers for the Super Bowl. First up is Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Um, I, I don't really hold out much hope that this is going to be a good one, but there you go. Uh, Deadpool 3, we have some... Is there anything so? So we have we have uh, just some behind the scenes stuff of Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman getting ready for the movie. Uh, both actors posted images. Do we really need this? Like, yeah, there's nothing else about timeline of the film is also confirmed to take place prior to Logan. Why is this? We've covered this already, but still, why is this still a thing? Like, Logan is set far into the future, and this one is not that far into the future. Like, that's pretty simple to comprehend. Still the same universe, too. Not different actors. We know this for fact as well. So, uh, next, Marvel drops Ant-Man 3 spot. I thought the last trailer we got was the final trailer. That's interesting. Not to be outdone, Ant-Man 3 has dropped a new spot as well as a pair of posters. Oh, this is probably from... No, this is from today. A pair of posters released exactly at the same time as the Flash Super Bowl teaser poster. <laughs> it was known ahead of time as Warner Brothers would be releasing Flash poster at noon on Friday. So earlier today, we'll find that here in just a second. So here's the Ant-Man poster. That looks pretty awesome. I really dig that art, actually. In one week, prepare for Quantumania. That's actually really cool art. Uh, that one, not as much. And then there's the TV spot. Maybe, I guess, technically it's not a trailer because it's a TV spot, but still. Uh, next, we're Fast X. We have a trailer for Fast X. I think, actually, I heard this one at work today just playing on one of the TVs because we have digital streaming stuff on the TVs at work. Um, so I heard some of it, but I haven't actually watched it yet. So I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. The last Fast and Furious movie was just absolutely stupid fun. So hopefully they continue that. There were there was a moment there where Fast and Furious movies were not just stupid fun. They were just stupid. <laughs> they but they got over that round about eight. I think F eight was was a was a pretty decent one. So this is just a breakdown of what we're expecting. We already know what to expect. And we're going into space like for real, for real. Not just a real quick like taking the car into space kind of thing. Dungeons and Dragons going to give us a Super Bowl trailer. Oh, gave us a Super Bowl trailer. It's already here apparently. Here we go. Flash poster. Let's take a look at this. Yo, is that a new suit? Warner Bros. released first poster of The Flasher, which comes ahead of the Super Bowl trailer coming on Sunday, obviously. Uh, we see the first teaser sports... What? We see the first teaser sports Ezra Miller as a Flash and teases the multiverse aspect of the film 
as Michael Keaton returns as Batman. Oh, so there's a bigger poster. Oh, there we go. Oh, look at that. That's totally the Michael Keaton Batcave, too. That's cool as stuff. Uh, let's continue reading. Check out the teaser, teaser poster for The Flash and tune in during the big game for the official trailer. It's so dumb that they can't say Super Bowl. Like, uh, football is ridiculous. See below. Speaking of Dark Knight, mass rumor hit on Thursday that, hey, we're going to talk about that one. Christian Bale might be re also returning as Batman in the flick. Christian Bale could say, uh, stay on as Batman, part of James Gunn, Peter, Peter Saffron's new DCU, and star in the Brave and the Bold movie. That would be super awesome. Who would play his Robin, though? Who would be the... Damian Wayne for that situation. I do not know. I do not know. Oops. That is... Oh, we should probably close this program anyway. Yes, we do want to save. Clicked into the wrong window, but I'm glad I did because that, that program is eating up a lot of RAM that we need for OBS. Um, regarding Flash Super Bowl trailer, it's rumored the trailer would release around kickoff of Sunday's big game, followed by a spot around the end of the first quarter. Sunday sees Kansas City Chiefs, blah, blah, blah. Don't care. What is Flash about? Also, don't care. We've covered it ad nauseum at this point. Toy Story 5. All right, here we go. New rumor. Toy Story 5. Tim Allen back as Buzz Lightyear. Back ad. <laughs> Tim Allen is back as Buzz Lightyear, the character he made famous and will return for Toy Story 5. Disney announced... Oh, this is officially a thing, apparently. Disney announced the fifth film, the main franchise, on Wednesday, along with Frozen 3, good lord, and Zootopia 2. I mean, Frozen 2 was stretching the concept a little far. What are they going to do for Frozen 3? Though the same could be said about Toy Story 4. I feel like they buttoned that, that project up pretty nicely with 3. Uh, quote, today I am so pleased to announce that we have sequels in the works from our animation studios to some of our most popular franchises, Toy Story, Frozen, and Zootopia, CEO Bob Iger said in the investor call. We'll have more to share about these productions soon, but this is a great example of how we're leaning into our unrivaled brands and franchises. Reading between the lines here, we're really scrambling to give you guys what you want. Please don't hate us forever. Following the announcement, Tim Allen took to Twitter to confirm his involvement. See you soon, Woody. You are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. And off we go to number five, to infinity and beyond, Allen tweeted. No word yet whether Tom Hanks will return to provide the voice of Woody. I'm sure. Disney prints money at this point, especially if Tim Allen's returning for uh, Buzz. But with Allen now returning, it seems to give him the Hanks will be back. Yeah, exactly. And then, what about Chris Evans? Nobody cares. Here we go. All right, here's our big headline. Christian Bale rumored to return as Batman. Christian Bale might be back according to uh, new rumors and speculation around the DCU reboot from James Gunn and Peter Safran. Rumor has to do with the Flash movie where it's been reported that various scenes have been removed due to Gunn's planned reboot. It's claimed that the end of the Flash movie has seen big changes with the removal of Michael Keaton Batman and Sasha Cali Supergirl, not to mention Henry Cavill as Superman. I think he meant to say Ben Affleck Batman, because Michael Keaton Batman, we're pretty sure, is still here. So, to be clear, this doesn't mean Keaton Batman has been totally removed from the movie. Uh, as Gunn confirmed, Keaton is a star of the film and he wouldn't be able to cut Keaton just that possibly the plan to feature Keaton at the end to continue with the Cape and Cal has been nixed. All right. So 
I get you. I follow. I, I'm picking up what you're laying down, as it were. Uh, according to what has, according to what has reported, what has been reported. Come on now, editing. Originally, Michael Keaton Batman was going to serve as the mentor to Sasha Cali Supergirl and Leslie Grace Batgirl, who has been canceled. Supposed to be new Superman of DC, quote unquote. However, now that Gunn is going with his new Superman, it's thought Sasha Cali won't be his choice to play Supergirl. It seems that the scenes at the end of the Flash movie have been changed to lead to and reflect the new DCU, which means Keaton and Cali are out. Christian Bale rumor. All right, let's get into the meat of this. Who's in? According to the latest rumor, former Batman, uh, a former Batman is going to cameo at the end of The Flash and who could potentially stick around as the new permanent DCU Batman. See, that part I can't get behind because they have to be roughly the same age, I feel like, those two actors. And so if you're bringing back Christian Bale, I love Christian Bale, Batman, but if you're bringing back Christian Bale, you have to find somebody who's roughly his age, and I don't think that's what they're going to be doing with this. So, continuing, Grace Randolph, who spilled the beans on Gunn's Amanda Waller series, came up with the rumor, came up with the rumor, that's a great way to phrase that, and added it would be Damien's dad in The Brave and the Bull. So, it added to the that whoever the surprise cameo Batman at the end of The Flash is is going to be sticking around to be brave and the bold Batman uh, Robert Pattinson is still solo and part of the Elseworld stuff. No kidding uh, Randolph also says she knows who it is but says it would be uncool to reveal the whole thing yeah yeah I buy it Randolph included an image of who the Batman could be from three previous versions. Val Kilmer Batman, George Clooney Batman, and Christian Bale Batman from the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight series. Uh, all right. So if if that's the... Let's go see if we can... Can we find her? I'll, I'll look it up. Not in this window. Um, where are you, Twitter? And then we'll pull it over if I can find it. But... So Val Kilmer Batman's not going to happen because Val Kilmer... Uh, is would have way too much trouble with that. Whoa, what is that? Oh, that's toys. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Val Kilmer's not going to happen because that would not be good for Val Kilmer. Like, just he just wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, and then, crap, who was the other one? Sorry, I just brain farted. Val Kilmer, George Clooney. George Clooney Batman, also too old, I feel like. Like, he's he's definitely aged out of possibly doing this. But I think the same thing about Christian Bale. So, where's my rumor sources? There we go. Rumor sources. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Where are you, Grace Randolph? Ugh, Twitter is struggling right now. There we go. Last of Us drops episode 5 tonight. It is incredible. Whatever. Let's get to the Randolph tweets, shall we? Teaser poster for The Flash. Oh, apparently she got Christian Bale trending in the U.S. That's interesting. He's not in the ending anymore. He's not in the ending anymore. One of those. Here we go. 
So according to Grace Randolph, let's let's. How do I do this now? Come on, meow. Open link and new tab. Is that the one I wanted? No, that's not the one I wanted. You go away. You go away and you die. Um, why can't I? Sorry, nerds. This is taking us. Okay, there we go. Show thread. Nope, that's not what I wanted either. There we go. All right, now I have a link. Copy. Bring up this browser, new, paste. Let's run this one back. So, Grace Randolph has this to say about the potential uh, father of Damien in the new DCU. I hear it's going to be a former Batman who cameos at the end of The Flash and could potentially stick around as the new permanent DCU Batman. Damien's dad, Pattinson, is also still solo. Uh, I know who it is, but it would be uncool to reveal the whole thing. So, and then the, a couple of times later, she says that it's one of these three. She very specifically says that this wasn't just a, a silly picture that she posted on the post, but it's one of these three guys. So again, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale. I, why would it be, why would it be any of them? I uh, heard that what they'd like, but the deal is not done. So this is not even according to her sources. This is not uh, set in stone. <clears throat> excuse me, set in stone just yet because they're still working out the deal. So it is what it is, I guess. Uh, Val Kilmer is definitely out as Kilmer had throat cancer and underwent a tracheotomy George Clooney has made fun of his role on many occasions said he doesn't want to play the character again no one wants to see the bat nipples no kidding which only leaves Christian Bale Rumor, rumors have also offered Ben Affleck might be directing Brave and the Bold which would be actually pretty cool so Affleck, Affleck might actually be directing Christian Bale weird as the Dark Knight returns with his son Damien little son of a jerk assassin murderer who Batman takes on who is Batman's actual son that he doesn't know exists for the first 8 to 10 years of his life regarding if it's actually Affleck sticking around well Affleck is already in the flash so that wouldn't be much of a surprise true though there have been those rumors that they cut Affleck entirely too so I mean who really knows at this point just all speculation man Continuing on, Quantum Leap likely canceled. Yeah, I kind of saw that one coming. First look at Brie Larson and Jason Momoa. Don't care. Wokeness has nothing to do with Disney Plus losing 2.4 million subscribers. Huh. James Gunn talked to Zack Snyder. Netflix not interested in Justice League. What the hell? What is this all about? All right, let's get into that. Just like uh, insiders told 
it's learned that James Gunn has talked with Zack Snyder and that Netflix is not interested in any of Snyder's Justice League. Snyder cultists haven't been happy since James Gunn and Peter Safran were named as the co-heads of the DCU. One of the first things Gunn did was announce new Superman movie and that Henry Cavill won't be back as the Man of Steel. So since Zack Snyder is now at Netflix developing his Rebel Moon universe, fans came up with the bright idea to have Warner Brothers Discovery sell the Zack Snyder DCEU and Justice League to Netflix. <laughs> That's dumb. Uh, Thursday saw James Gunn tweet an image of Swamp Thing as Swamp Thing movie is also in development, uh, which saw a fan respond to the hashtag to sell the Snyderverse to Netflix. Where is it? Hashtag, yep, legit. That's dumb. All right, continuing on, I guess. Spider Man Noir live action series coming to Amazon. Wait, what? I, I just read that headline again, and that doesn't make any sense. Uh, so the article says, Spider-Man Live Noir, uh, Sp- Spider-Man Noir live action series is in development Amazon Prime Video from Sony Pictures Television. Very interesting. Details include the series uh, is being written and executive produced by Oren Uzail, who is known for the Lost City recent Mortal Kombat movie, Okay, Shimmer Lake and 22 Jump Street. Spider-Man Noir appeared in the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse animated movie voiced by Nicolas Cage. And Spider-Verse creators Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are involved as executive producers along with... Oh, that's good. Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. That's good. Along with uh, producer Amy Pascal. She is everywhere, which is also good. The as-of-yet untitled series is described as following an older, grizzled superhero in the 1930s New York City where Deadline adds the show is set in its own universe that involves an alternate Spider-Man character who is not Peter Parker, as it was in the Spider-Verse movie. Alternate version of Spider-Man emerges in version of New York during the Great Depression. Spider-Man noir was a huge hit with fans in Spider-Verse animated movies, so the live-action series is pretty awesome. Yes, agreed. Totally agreed. Sony also has the Silk Spider Society series with Angela Kang, uh, who produced The Walking Dead, as showrunner development over at Sony and Amazon. So Amazon's going to get some Spider-Man action, man. Let's continue on. Superman Lost. Joe Quesada. Variant cover revealed by DC Comics. Formerly at Marvel, now on Batman and the Man of Steel. Comic book art's always fun. Let's take a look. I thought... Wait, let's read. <laughs> DC has revealed the Joe Quesada variant cover of the upcoming Superman Lost 10-issue mini. The cover features a white-suited Man of Steel holding Lois Lane in space above the Earth's atmosphere. First look, comics legend Joe Quesada illustrates a stunning reunion between Clark and Lois. The variant cover Superman Lost number one on, March, on sale March 14th. Which Superman uh, Twitter account posted details for Superman Lost include Eisner-nominated team of writer Christopher Priest. Oh, did we talk about this when it was announced? I feel like we should have. I vaguely remember it, so that must be... Uh, and then artist is Carlo uh, Pag... Pag... I'm gonna not say this name right, and I'm sorry. Pagwa- Pagwalan. Pagwa- Pagwalan. There we go. Pagwalan. Sure, that's close. Superman Lost has been several years in the making. It's been incredibly difficult for me to keep quiet about this, said Priest in the announcement from December. Oh, no, that's why we didn't, because it was during the off season. There you go. 
Absolutely delighted to reunite my Deathstroke team as we explore emotional toll a tragic loss exacts. Man of Steel from an alien species, ultimately the most human among us, finding his way home is the only the beginning. Very interesting. All right, so this is the rundown of what the book is going to be about. The 10-issue mini, uh, Superman's Odyssey of Solitude. After Superman is called away on a routine Justice League mission, Lois Lane awakens to find a complete stranger standing in her living room. The Man of Steel, home much sooner than expected, reveals he has, in fact, been lost in space for 20 years. Nothing and no one seem familiar to him anymore, and the timeless bond between between them has been severed or has it can love conquer all superman's 85th anniversary celebration continues with this new blockbuster 10 issue self-contained series from the creators of eisner nominated deathstroke series oof look at those quesada batman covers that's great i'm a fan all right let's move on Just dancing, just grooving, you know. Nah, don't care. Star Wars Ray and Grogu movie rumored to reboot Damage Disney. All right, so we have another Star Wars reboot, apparently. Uh, reboot rumor, I guess I should say. Wow, okay, so... Big Rumor claims that Lucasfilm is going to use Rey and Grogu to essentially reboot its damaged Disney Star Wars franchise's last-ditch effort to invigorate the failing IP. Is it failing, though? I mean, let's be honest. Just because it's not doing great doesn't mean it's failing. Like, Mandalorian has definitely got a giant weight on its shoulders right now, but that, that series is pretty good, and I heard pretty good things about Andor after episode three, I believe, is when it started to get good. I still haven't watched it. We'll talk about that in the That Just Happened uh, show when I start watching it because I'm way behind on that. So, continuing on. Worth a mention before we dive into that rumor. Uh, dive in is that the rumors, so there we go, fit with what YouTuber Doomcock had to say a while back. This is true. We talked about it. Uh, he was one of the sources when we talked about it months ago. Uh, and the info comes from noted Disney leaker WDW Pro. Oh, interesting. Because that dude's got a pretty decent track record with this stuff. Uh, who just had his Disney Parks Splash Mountain redo scoop confirmed. Rumor offers Disney is going to give a new Star Wars movie a big push starring Daisy Ridley, who returns as Rey with Grogu, obviously older, Chewbacca R2, and a brand new character that could retcon the Disney Star Wars sequel trilogy. Why is that the picture you go with? I don't want to see blue milk coming out of Luke's mouth. Uh, why is Disney Star Wars damaged? We know this. Regarding Star Wars being damaged, according to the leaker, Disney internally views its Star Wars IP as damaged as it's doing nothing for its Disney Plus streaming network, much like Marvel. And interest, and interest in the Star Wars parks has been in the decline. Can also add a new movie that is that hasn't been in development since around 2018 with the rise of Skywalker. Lucasfilm has canceled tons of Star Wars projects. The only and only the John Favreau, Dave Filoni stuff has been any good. This is fair. What would the movie be about? According to WDW Pro, WDW Pro appeared on YouTube and spoke about 
what he was told where Bounding Into Comics did the heavy lifting and transcribed the text. Thank you, Bounding Into Comics. <laughs> told that some of those options include retcon, retconning the sequel trilogy as well as continuing the story, the narrative around what they've done so far, says the leaker. I'm told Disney's going to bring back Ray. Continues, this contact with source uh, <clears throat> this contact this source tells me that the reason that they're going to potentially bring back Ray is to test it out put out a big merchandising push with a theatrical release to go along with it and find out can Ray invigorate Star Wars with a number of other characters around her according to the info Disney wants to use Ray and Grogu to reunite the fan base as Ray is from the Disney Star Wars sequel trilogy and Grogu is from Favreau's fan favorite series on Disney Plus The Mandalorian Galaxy Pillars, which will be the big will be the big characters going forward. Galaxy Pillars, I don't know what that means. Uh, which Disney hopes to unite the fan base by putting these characters together. Oh, probably referring to Ray and Grogu um, by putting these characters together, having them be part of a united unified story that we're going to attempt to bring Ray back to get the sequel trilogy fans, should there be any, and some other characters. Explains WDW. Ray is the character who leads it all. She's the one that they want to pin this on and try to revive. If it doesn't work, they're willing to go back and scrap, but Ray is there. Chewbacca is back. I'm told Chewbacca's in this. Uh, WDW Pro also says that BB-8 isn't as liked as much as R2. Ah, that BB-8 is much more liked than most of the other characters from the sequel trilogy, so I don't know how much I would believe this source based on that information right there. R2 will play a big part in the uh, as the go-to droid going forward. I mean, BB-8 was pretty well-liked, man. The idea is that somehow Grogu is going to unite with Rey in the next movie if they can work out all the contracts, if they can get Daisy Ridley back, that Grogu will be part of it along with R2, Chewie, and a brand new character, says the leaker. Told that this new thing they're trying now is an Iger initiative to try and rejuvenate the franchise. Star Wars cannot fail for Disney, and the decision point is that Star Wars is failing. But it doesn't say who the mystery character is. Weird. Okay. Brie Larson, don't care. Star Wars Jedi Survival reveals nine minutes of gameplay footage. Um, let's go here. And then we'll go to the, the Daredevil one just just after this. So EA has released nine minutes of gameplay footage. Let's we're gonna watch some of this because I'm super intrigued. Star Wars Jedi Survivor is February's IGN first, and to kick it all off, we're introducing you to the world of Kobo, a brand new planet that Cal Kestis crash lands on early in the game after a secret mission he's involved with goes awry. Enjoy this look at 9 minutes of gameplay on Kobo, and be sure to check IGN all throughout the month of February for much more Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yeah, check out IGN, they're decent. Okay. Mind giving me a closer look? That looks really cool. That is one big beast. We have our target. Now let's reach it. 
We're gonna skip forward a little bit. Oh, here we go. Action. Oh, I skipped past the action. All right. That's cool. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. So like, all right, let's go back and take a look at this because I never played I never played the first one, but uh I thought it was an interesting idea. So like does is this bar here at the bottom his force ability? Yeah, that appears to be what it is. That's cool. So that's how you counter. You can't be all powerful. So then here's here's another situation because how do you how do you go from game 1 being like super powerful? How do you make it make sense that in the next game you're not as powerful? Calchistus is not as powerful. That's very interesting. Ooh, he's got a double-handled, or a double-bladed saber. Ah, that's cool. I mean, it looks great, but like... How does some of this... I don't get it. Like, there's... There's... You have lightsabers that can cut through almost anything. Is is the next movie going to be Bubba Hotep or something? Is that why he's dressed like Elvis? So it's got to be Bubba Hotep, right? I guess that would be why he's Elvis, is what you're saying. Sorry, Joe Bob is on. I got a little distracted by Joe Bob dressed as Elvis. So, but yeah, you've got lightsabers that can cut through just about anything in the universe, and you're... These creatures are just taking the hit? Like... I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely late to this game, so... That looks pretty awesome, though. That looks pretty awesome. Let's continue on down the road. There was the next one. Daredevil. <clears throat> so, uh, Daredevil Born Again will be very different than Netflix, says Vincent D'Onofrio. Kevin Feige's Daredevil Born Again series, according to Disney+, Plus, will be, quote, very different than the Netflix show, unquote. <coughs> Excuse me. As confirmed by Kingpin actor Vincent D'Onofrio, who's returning alongside Charlie Cox. Vincent D'Onofrio responded to a fan claiming the series had started filming and shot that down. We're definitely in deep, deep, glorious prep, yet not quite shooting yet. Very eloquent, Vincent. <laughs> uh, another fan responded, he is hoping that it will be more badass than the Stephen S. DeKnight Netflix series, but 
Uh, he has doubts about the MCU versions, which Denof- which saw D'Onofrio confirm Disney show will be very different. It's going to be very cool, very different than Netflix show, which was, as we know, was amazing. Again, very great <laughs> vocabulary there, Vincent. Yeah, this brand new and really smart. I'm going to surprise everyone with it, and yes, it's going to be really cool, tweeted D'Onofrio. Regarding how different uh, Daredevil Born Again will be and about the doubts, the Marvel Netflix series is really serious and mature, whereas Feige's MCU is on the goofier side. Yeah, we already know this. Okay. The rest of that is nothing new. Let's continue on, shall we? Oh, well. Oh, no. We covered that, but let's let's see what they had to say. Come on now. So we covered this in the most recent regular episode that the the uh, Constantine two movie is still somewhere in development. Uh, but before that was confirmed, Cosmic Book heard that it was the opposite. So no surprise here is as claimed Keanu Reeves' Constantine sequel has been canceled and the actor may be headed to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. News follows James Gunn, Peter Saffron taking over DC, blah, blah, blah. Recall how there have been talks to WB basically giving out DC IPs to whoever wanted one. So if I had to guess, guessing prior to Gunn and Saffron taking over as Keanu Reeves' Constantine sequel was a good idea. Um, it doesn't say who the source is, though. Casey Walsh uh, on Twitter. Talks of Keanu Reeves joining Marvel's Fantastic Four. What if Keanu Reeves is playing Doctor Doom? Ooh, very interesting. Probably not, but very interesting. <laughs> Reeves recently spoke with Total Film Magazine, offered his excitement. I don't know if it was unfinished business, but it was definitely a role that I loved. And I thought that Francis Lawrence, a director, did such amazing work. I loved playing a character, really enjoyed the film. I was like, can I please have some more? Said Reeves. Reeves added, I kept asking almost every year. I'd be like, can I please? They'd be like, no, no. So it's exciting. It's almost like an open playground. We hopefully cook up something to play in and guess... And I guess get out of the playground and prepare a meal. Strange analogy there, Keanu. I think that brings us into... Yeah, we're into regular territory that has already been covered. So let's continue on. Let's go over, since we've already talked about them, we're going to check out Bounding into Comics. Disney Plus to license exclusive series to other streaming services in order to help offset operational losses. Oh boy. Idris Elba rejects identity politics, reveals he no longer refers to himself as a specifically black actor. I want to be the first black. I'm the first Idris. Hey, that's a good way to view the world right there. Let's check out the Disney rumor first, though. According to a new rumor, Disney may soon make a uh, desperation play by licensing out some of their Disney Plus exclusive series to other content providers in order to help pull the streaming services operational costs out of the red. Whisper regarding the potential future of the House of Mouse premiere uh, streaming offerings was first raised by noted scooper Doomcock on February 10th, so today... 
via video he published on his YouTube channel, Overload DVD. Following his standard disclaimer that what I'm about to share with you is information provided to me by a longtime source who claims knowledge of the situation, but since I cannot personally verify this information, I'm presenting, presenting it as unverified rumor, and I ask you to please take it with a grain of salt. Mass Supervillain asserted that as per his one of his longtime, again, editing, uh, longtime Disney sources, if what I've heard happens, it is 100% proof that Disney Plus is a failure, period, no spin, no S. There's a rumor that Disney is planning to sell content to other publishers. Oh, goodness. that's If that does happen, again, very, very true. But all right, so this is something that I've kind of wanted to talk about for a second, um, is the transition from traditional broadcast television to streaming has been insular in that each streamer is isolated from everyone else. The exception to that was early days of Netflix and most of the free streamers um, had, they have something that is pulled from their parent streaming service. So most of the free streamers like Pluto to be, uh, I, uh, Roku, I think Zumo is one. Most of those free, uh, the Plex, I believe, has some streaming offerings. They're all owned by a bigger company, and that bigger company for Pluto, I believe, it's Paramount. So they get stuff that comes from Paramount Plus. For Tubi, I'm pretty sure it's um, NBC. So they would get Peacock stuff. But that that that's that's effectively like what TNT used to be back in the day, or TBS, where they would they get movies long past their due date, <laughs> and just you know hope that people still wanted to watch them in the middle of the day. So now that we're in this streaming world, and you don't you don't have Disney licensing their product to a TNT or a. a WB or something along those lines to play their old movies where they can kind of recoup some extra costs if something that they did today didn't work out. Um, it's it's kind of starting to bite a lot of them in the butt because uh, if this rumor is correct, then Disney's feeling it pretty bad and they know that that business model works where you can license out a thing to a different streaming platform or to a different uh, uh, uh Distributor, I guess you could call it in this situation. That's a way to look at it, and make and and make some money off of something that you know is going to do well. But not everybody has access to your original programming. Not everyone ha had at like when Disney had the Disney Channel. Not everyone had the Disney Channel, but a lot of people had TNT. A lot of people had bunny ears, and so even further down the road, if after TNT got their hands on it, then you know some uh, Fox affiliate would also have the rights. You know, another five six years after the fact. So again, you're still recouping costs that far down the road. They were thinking that they were going to have enough subscribers, and so you that, that's a that's a losing bet to make because there are only so many people in your target audience and if they've pay if they're paying you for the new stuff then the old stuff isn't what's going to bring them in and 
if the new stuff is no good, then odds are the old stuff still isn't going to be what's bringing them in. So you're just going to bring in less people. And Netflix has started feeling this a little bit. That's why they're trying to, that's why they're so stringent on their series. If, if the series doesn't hit X number in certain amount of time, then it gets canceled. Even if it is, you know, uh, uh, what was that project 81 or whatever hmm? <laughs> um so yeah just uh, it's, this is very interesting i would not be surprised if we started seeing a little bit more of this um, from other streamers as well. It's not going to be like you're not going to get Mandalorian episodes that are going to somebody else, but you might get I don't know what does Disney own right now. You might they might franchise. I mean they kind of are doing some of that to Hulu, but they pretty much own Hulu too. But you might get like Alien since that was a Fox property. You might get Alien gets uh, licensed out to Netflix say for six months, and Netflix can do it, and that way they make money off of that license twice so very interesting if this is true but yeah that's the gist of what's going on here so we will move right along fast X director shares more information about jason momoa's androgynous villain huh Ba-da-ba-da-ba. James Gunn's DCU slate rumored to be bait for potential buyer. Allegedly has secret plan in case Apple, Amazon, or Universal gobble, gobble up Warner Brothers. What? This has been a very persistent rumor. So let's let's touch on this real quick, shall we? Latest rumor coming out of Warner Brothers or Warner Media claims that much of James Gunn's recently announced plans for the DCU might not even come to fruition, as the whole whole thing is a gambit in order to better attract a buyer such as Amazon or Apple. Not only that, but Gunn apparently has a secret slate planned in case the company does indeed get bought up. The rumor comes from WDW Pro who claims to have received information from a Warner Media employee. Ah. <laughs> he states, Warner Brothers Discovery with both DC and Harry Potter is is to soft reboot the franchises in order to make them seem more viable and healthy. However, rebooting them with projects that are highly interconnected and or episodic in chronological consistency is not desired at this time. The reason might surprise, he asserts. Warner Bros. Discovery allegedly expects to be purchased within the next three to five years. There is not in Warner Bros. Discovery interest to craft huge franchise worlds. Oh, okay. Like seen in the MCU because such a thing would make a potential buyer beholden to the new roadmap slash story narrative. Instead, Warner Brothers Discovery allegedly feels the more lucrative option is to rejuvenate the franchise with non-connected properties while still unloading bad inventory so that when a company like Apple or Amazon uh, purchase them, potentially they get the benefits of a refreshed franchise plus the ability to craft their cinematic universe in whatever way they choose. This doesn't this doesn't hold much logical sense, but we'll get to that as soon as we finish this. 
After analysis on his alleged information from fellow YouTubers Valiant Renegade and former head of television comedy at CBC Television Paul Chatto, WDW Pro provided more details. He said, on top of that, having James Gunn sitting on top of DC is seen as a lure for those companies to offer more. Amazon or Apple or Universal would get a reinvigorated franchise with a mostly clean slate. So you're you're counteracting what you just said, Bod. Uh and proven superhero director ready to rock. Furthermore, Gunn may have been brought into the fold with this as the plan all along. Have fun with scrappy passion projects in the short term, then go crazy with huge movies once an Apple or Amazon budget comes spraying cash everywhere. He then notes, according to these sources of Warner Brothers Discovery, the latter projects in the recent Phase 1 reveal of DC may not even happen, and that might be okay as part of the big picture. Uh, after the announce, analysis from Chato, Valiant Renegade WDW Pro provided more information claiming Universal might be in play to try and purchase the company as well. He stated, Another tidbit of info, while you might think Apple and or Amazon are the only ones interested in buying Warner, Universal is attempting a play. They have a relationship with Potter people and they want to leverage it in an attempt. Next, he reveals... His source informed him that the plan James Gunn revealed for his DC slate is merely plan A, and there could be other plans in the works. Quote, I'm told Gunn, Zaslav, Safran, uh, that they have a uh, plan A DC roadmap. Everybody remember that terminology from plan A DC roadmap. That only goes into effect if Apple or Amazon buy and approve, though it could be used in negotiations to show it's primed. It's unaffordable for Warner Brothers with its current situation, but an Apple or Amazon could fund it. How bad do you think Warner, Warner Discovery is doing? By the way, all this is the real reason I'm told Cavill was let go, he concluded. They're in a hold until the big guns bring money to the table. When Cotto questioned if they get the money, they'd bring Cavill back in. WW Pro further explained that he believes his source was communicating to him about plan A. I don't think so. I think that's too far off. I think they're saying right now is there's no need for him and uh, to sit there waiting. They need to go ahead and rip that band-aid off because it's going to be a years-long process. Goose, no, no. He elaborated, but that there is a huge, like James Gunn, if he had the budget, he's already got it planned out. He and Saffron and Zav, Zaslav, uh, what this would look like. And it seems to me like a plan A that, quote, hey, if we had the ability to do 300 million budgets over or whatever per movie, this is what it would look like. Sounds like that's nice. That's in. Sounds like that's in place and ready once they begin to have attempts to purchase Warner. That's, that's such a strange take. Lending credence to this rumor's Gunn's own comments when he announced the DCU slate, he noted, Peter and I, along with a group of very talented writers, have started to map out its 10-year plan of what DC Studios will be in film, television, and gaming. The first chapter is called Gods and Monsters. Now, this... What I'm about to tell you is part of the first chapter. It's not the entire first chapter. How does that confirm anything? Clearly, James Gunn does indeed have other ideas. We're not part of initial tenure, uh, initial ten projects. Um, 
clearly he's only been there for so long and has only had the ability to put so much in place. That's the only thing that's clear. It's not clear that he wants to do other. I mean, he is going to do more than those 10 projects, obviously, but like that's not con- confirming this rumor at all. So that's ridiculous uh, assertion to make. However, the idea that DC is trying to create disconnected programs, as the rumor claims, appears to fly in the face of Gunn's announcement that he's made it crystal clear he's trying to connect movies. Yeah, all right. So this, all right, we're not going to finish the article, but this is this is this is the counter to this rumor is there is no need. According to the information in this rumor, there is no need for James Gunn to make a disjointed universe until somebody comes along to buy them. Because James Gunn pl- James Gunn's plan is to create a very connected universe. And if that's why they think Gunn is going to sweeten the pie, if you will, then Gunn should be doing what Gunn is going to do anyway, and that's create this very interconnected universe, regardless of who owns the company at the time, so long as the money exists. It, 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 it's pointless to do a disconnected universe because then you have to retcon again all of the things that you just did. So that's silly. That's dumb. Uh, are they trying to get... A, a larger company to swoop in and save the day possibly i don't see it though i think they have enough faith in the the key pieces that they've put in place that they're just gonna go forward with it as is and ho- and and hope that gun is going to make them the money that they uh that they need to continue if that doesn't happen, then I think they'll start shopping themselves around again. Our Pattinson says men face insidious body standards. Huh, interesting. New rumor provides more details on Brave and the Bold film as well as Ben Affleck's possible role in the movie. We've talked about it. Cancel Mike Barron's private American backfires planned lawsuit against Daily Coes to go forward. Interesting. Anti-JK Rowling activist creates lists to catalog Twitch players who stream Hogwarts Legacy. Gets shut down after less than 24 hours. Good. Good forum. A former IGN writer claims Alla told reviewers they were not really allowed to give bad scores to comic books. Huh. <laughs> Sounds about right, I guess. After his domestic abuse charges come to light, former co-workers claim Rick and Morty creator Justin Roiland had a history of unprofessional behavior. Okay. Uh, legendary DC comic writer Chuck Dixon reacts to James Gunn's DCU slate. I don't think he knows what the audience wants. Uh, that's debatable, but I can see where the argument's coming from. Tim Allen to return to voice buzz. Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons and Dragons executive Kyle Brink demands white males leave tabletop gaming. Oh boy. Tragic Selma Hayek's sexiness kept her from getting every job she ever wanted. That's why she keeps getting plastic surgery. Uh, takes shots at past DC leadership, but also appears to blast Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige. Baldwin seeks to dismiss Rust. Shooting prosecutor claims her being a Republican will lead to an unfair trial. Oh boy. 
Disney CEO Bob Iger admits company has to be better at curating the Disney and the Pixar and the Marvel and the Star Wars of it all. No kidding, bud. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio can make pearl-clutching progressives and conservatives by happy by dating a man his own age. <laughs> Um, Star Wars executives see the brand as damaged. We talked about it. XQC denounces Hogwarts legacy. <laughs> Squirrel Girl voice actress Melania Van Trube, latest celebrity to worship death, as she says she's great grateful for horrible things. And then I think we are into familiar territory. Okay, so we are. Let's go look at this. Where are you? Oh, we are right at about that point. Let's go see if there's anything good in music real quick, and then we'll take a break. I'm going to put my drink down. Let's go to Metal Injection. Ooh. Lamb of God, new song, State of Unrest, with Creator. Very interesting. Joe DePlantier jokes he possibly ripped off Mastodon unconsciously on Fortitude artwork. Weekly Injection new releases this week. Nightmare, that's a hell of a name for a band. Zach Wilde is selling his stage played guitars on upcoming Pantera Tour, and they ain't cheap. No kidding. Dave Mustaine wants to write a song for Body Count's new album. Interesting. Alter Bridge and Seven Dust announced tour dates. Oh, that's kind of a perfect combination of bands for the people who are into that style of, of hard rock, if you will. Arch Enemy streams music video for Poisoned Arrow. Sid Wilson's favorite Slipknot song is a deep cut. Oh, let's let's check that one out. That sounds interesting. I like Slipknot deep cups, babe, deep cuts, baby. Slipknot certainly has a handful of hits and live bangers to choose from when it comes to uh, one's favorite track, Wait and Bleed, Heretic Anthem, Duality, or Few That Come to Mind. Though, DJ Sid, Sid Wilson said in an interview with Revolver that his favorite is the Iowa Deep Cut Skin Ticket. That is one of my favorite Slipknot songs as well. Honestly, for a long time, was my absolute favorite uh, Slipknot song. Favorite tracks are always the ones that aren't played live. Uh, Skin Ticket is one of my all-time favorite songs. You listen to that song, you feel different after hearing all that kind of stuff. You didn't know that level of fear even existed in the world until you hear something like that. It takes you out of your everyday world, super dark place. Yeah. Uh, Wilson's comments about his favorite songs being ones that aren't played live is certainly true about Skin Ticket. According to Setlist FM, Skin Ticket has been played a whopping 14 times ever, with the last performance being at KnotFest Japan 2016. I don't know why those kinds of songs are my favorite, Wilson added later in the conversation. I don't know if it's just a reminder for me to stay on my toes all the time, to strive to be much better, try to help people in the world, because songs like Skin Ticket make it that real. <laughs> like, it's not a fantasy that 
uh, stuff exists. It exists all around us. You better understand this kind of degree. Interesting. Oh, and that face collapsing comment, that actually happened to Papa Roach drummer Dave Buckner once. According to Buckner, Wilson played him Iowa at such loud volume that it actually triggers Bell's palsy in his face. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, thought I had a stroke that night. I immediately saw a doctor. It turns out I had Bell's palsy, which is triggered by trauma to the facial nerve that runs through the ear, ear canal in the skull. Uh, causes can include blunt force trauma, extremely loud noise, and apparently Slipknot. <laughs> slipknot music literally melts faces. Yes, it does. And that is honestly probably my favorite track off of Iowa. Uh, and that's an incredible record. I think Skin Ticket is easily uh, my favorite one on there, though. Grand Cadaver, Boris, Attila, oh, Chris Franzak on new material. No more sucking Fs and being edgy just to piss people off. Well, then why you got to talk like there, boss? Um, Prairie Strickland quits violence. Melvin's announced 40th anniversary European tour. Oh, boy. Come on, meow. Okay. Melvin's hit the road in Europe this summer for the first time, uh, their first tour abroad in five years. The tour serves as part of the band's 40th anniversary celebrations, which should make you feel pretty old, ourselves included. Yeah, that's true. Uh, tickets are available following that link. Not going to be in the description. I apologize, but you're, it's here on Metal Injections. So go check it out. So starts uh, May 30th in Bristol, UK, and runs through September 5th and 6th in Tel Aviv, Israel. That's quite the tour. Static X announces Project Regeneration Volume 2 streams Nine Inch Nails cover. Actually, checked this out the other day. Uh, yeah definitely impressed not exactly what i was expecting because it sounds a fair amount different from uh previous stuff from static x but it was a lot of fun uh static x is ringing in 2023 with the second installment of their project regeneration series project regeneration volume 2 features some of the final vocal performances by late great frontman wayne static backed by the band's original wisconsin death trip lineup of bassists Tony Campos, guitarist Koichi Fukuda, and drummer Ken J. Uh, you can check out Static X's cover of the Nine Inch Nails cra- classic Terrible Lie uh, feature, uh, below featuring the aforementioned band alongside live vocalist and producer Zero, who is very likely Edsel Dope. Uh, I am so happy that the recording of Project Regeneration Volume 2 is finally finished and the album is currently being mixed by a longtime producer Ulrich Wilde, said Campos. Only thing left is vinyl manufacture to be completed. I am proud to say between uh, Volume 1 and Volume 2, we have been able to bring the fans 25 brand new Static X songs, which is always a good thing. Most of which feature Wayne Static on lead vocals. Nobody would have imagined that any of this could have even been possible a few short years ago. We all miss Wayne very much. 
Uh, we are so proud of the way that the band has chosen to honor him through the completion of his final works, added Wayne Sedek's younger sister, Amy. They continue to place emphasis on his presence within their live shows. It's been incredible to see the fans continue to connect with the band's music and with Wayne's memory. We fully support the journey that Static X is currently on, and we know that Wayne would be incredibly grateful for all this hard work that Tony, Ken, Koichi, and Zero have done over the past few years. Grateful Wayne's family for giving us their blessings. That's just really awesome. Not gonna lie. Oh, hey, check this out. We got some. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Duh. They're on tour right now. Huh. Okay. So, I believe. Suicide Silence has a new single, Dying Life. We'll talk about that. Distant Recruits, Lorna Shores, Will Ramos for new song, Heritage. We'll talk about that in the next pre-recorded episode. Um, Tommy Lee once again posts an NSF picture online, but this time for Mr. Peanut. Oh, boy. Is that what he calls it these days? Necropanther. That is a hell of a name. (laughs) Oh, the Limp Bizkit video happened. Out of style. Oh, that's one of my. That's one of uh, the tracks off that new record that I really liked. Actually, that's cool. That's funny. Uh, deep fakes. Biden. Putin. <laughs> oh, all right. So we'll do this. This will be the last piece, and then we'll we'll take our break between sets. Um. All right. So Megadeth. New record just came out not that long ago. Artist Brent Elliott White, who did the cover art, is suing the band uh, and their label and somebody else involved. I think their management company. So artist Ben Elliott White is suing Megadeth and their label Universal Music Group over the cover art of Sick, Dying, and the Dead. The lawsuit was filed in the Eastern District of New York on February 3rd, 2023, and alleges copyright infringement and unpaid wages. So basically the way this breaks down is they were in conversation for what the price was going to be for the artwork. Uh, that conversation never concluded, and they continued with the release schedule that they already had in place, even though they hadn't paid him. And now that we're a couple of months out, I believe, since they released it, I'm pretty sure it came out in like November or something. Maybe it was January, but either way, uh, since the record has come out, they still haven't paid him. And usually the way this stuff works is a band will pay an artist a a reasonable fee, not the best fee. They don't get all the money in the world, but they pay an artist and then that's all the artist gets is that payment for the piece. And then the record releases and the band can keep all of that money. So the reason this is kind of a big deal is since the record has come out he has right to a portion of all sales of the record and a portion to all income as it pertains to the presentation of his piece of art whereas if he if they had signed the contract with him prior he would only have his fee and that's it 
So now he stands to make a whole hell of a lot more money because they probably would have paid him. I would venture something in the neighborhood of a couple hundred thousand dollars. Uh, maybe not quite that high, but still high enough that like he theoretically could live for a year without doing another selling another piece of work. Now uh, they have made something in the line of. Uh, is it? I, I don't remember. I when I when I initially heard this piece, I think there there's a couple million dollars. So he very potentially legally has the rights to uh, about a million bucks ish if he has a good enough lawyer to make that argument. So. Yeah, he's definitely going to come out on top as far as this goes, as opposed to how it would have been before. Either way, he's not losing. <laughs> but the band is going to have to pay him. And the and the management company and the uh, record label and everyone involved in the presentation of this unpaid-for piece of artwork, uh, they're, they're all going to have to pay. So, I mean, good on him. Brent Elliott White. That's the guy. Where's the... Do we have a picture? No, they didn't put a picture of the cover. That's funny. That's funny. All right. So that is where we're going to end the news portion of today's episode. Um, If you are sticking around, I appreciate it. We are going to come back with some Halo. I knew... I know I said we were possibly going to be playing apex legends today as part of the stream as well uh i couldn't get that set up i I honestly not entirely sure what happened (laughs) because uh, i say i saying that i don't have enough hard drive space for the the game i was going to try and attempt to run it on the computer instead of on the xbox but either way we still got halo to play and uh we will probably be doing that i uh with this new we got new gameplay stuff in halo finally have forge uh community created forge maps in the 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 matchmaking whoa words so super excited about this i've played the maps a little bit but we'll we'll get into that in the gaming half of the stream those of you listening in post, I appreciate you very much, nerds, or watching in post even. I appreciate you very much, nerds. Uh, if you are just listening, then this is where the audio portion ends. If you uh, are watching the re-up on the YouTube channel, then you... I, I meant to mention this before. I don't have the proper hat on today, but uh, I, was, I was Russian, so that's just the way it is. Um, I'm going to go potentially shove a little bit of food in my face, and then we will be back for the second half of this episode. You guys get to hang out, and oh, I should not be... (laughs) Hold that thought. I got to set this proper. Uh, Where the heck are you, chat? There we go. Chat... Go away. Okay. <laughs> now we transition. There we are. Joe Bob addresses Elvis. Um, so yeah. If you're listening post, we'll see you in the next one. Uh, if you're watching, then uh, we'll be back in about 10, 15 minutes. Appreciate you, nerds. Uh, do the proper sign-off for those of you who are uh, not here right now. And that is, if it's generally nerdy, it's probably here. Thank you very much, nerds.